At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about Nine Meals to Anarchy. Um, Goes way back, I mean actually I, I found a quote, there, there's like a bunch of people credited with uh, coming up with this. Mm-hmm. The oldest one I found says uh, 1906, Alfred Henry Lewis says there are only nine meals between mankind and anarchy. But I've seen a bunch of other, some politician in England dropped it in about mm-hmm. 2000. It was a big thing. Yeah. Um, whatever. Bottom line is this. There's something on with the, uh, the food industry and basically our whole supply chain called just-in-time delivery. Right. And what that is is... The average grocery store, the average anything, gas station, whatever, roughly. I mean, it's basically based on grocery stores. But basically, the bottom line is they have about three days worth of food and that's it. But that's assuming things are going normal. Right. So if the trucks stop coming and the news doesn't say anything about the trucks not coming and there's no storm coming and everything seems happy, and you keep going in the grocery store, there's about three days worth of food. Now, then you say, oh, there's a huge snowstorm coming. All the trucks are stopped across the country. 
now that three days of food, that's going to go in like two hours. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be about six people. There's going to be about six people that I have all the food. Everybody in front of you in their cart, it's going to be like three carts worth pushing, Mm -hmm. going, come on, honey, (laughs) with the diapers falling out, beer bottles breaking, and that's how it's going to play out. There seems to be a a strange obsession lately with paper towels. Every time I see, and you fill up a whole cart with with these containers, and I see people, I see people walking down the street carrying one grocery bag with like, you know, mustard and... You know, a can of beans and then a twenty-four pack of paper towels on his shoulder. What's what are you doing with these things? <laughs> All I know is when I go to Sam's Club and and I buy those, uh, they have like the six gallons of Poland Spring or whatever mm-hmm. in the big cardboard container. Whenever I go and and they don't have any, and that happens, I'd say once every other month, mm-hmm. they'll have no water whatsoever except for like the individual bottles, mm-hmm. and I'll go in. And they won't have any, and I'll be like, oh, shit, this is the big one. <laughs> this is it. It's happened. You know, I'm calling the wife on the phone. Now, now, go to the store. <laughs> and then, you know, I come back tomorrow, and they're all there. And they they're just didn't restocked. put out the pallet. It was okay. But, you know, hey, it's a fine line between That's right, uh, man. And it is, it is a, thine, a, a fine line because, you know, we're talking about three meals or uh, nine meals from Anarchy, you know. Is it nine meals that you have in your in your cupboard, or is it after not missing nine meals, then you're ready to shoot a motherfucker that's got a loaf of bread? I, I think the gist um, that you actually use this term a lot, and it's funny because being as that we're the big prepper survival guys, I don't even have cable, but mm-hmm. so I I haven't watched a lot of these. Uh, What's the show? The Prepper? Yeah, I haven't seen that either. Whatever. Yeah. Doomsday Preppers. Doomsday Preppers. Sorry. That's the one you're thinking of, right? Yeah, yeah. I know you guys are all yelling at me going, what the hell? You should know about this. But I think that's really, at least in America, where that phrase became popular, Mm -hmm. Um, where where people would have heard it and, you know, where it kind of started to gain traction. And- I actually, when when I decided to do this show topic, I actually tried to find some episodes. And there were even, like, I typed in Doomsday Preppers and Nine Meals from Anarchy. And it, it took me on a bunch of nonsense where they didn't even mention it and whatever. And mm-hmm. I just was pissed off and whatever. <laughs> but we, that's neither here nor there. The idea is it's supposed to, I, I think the gist of what people are going for with that is that Basically, when something goes wrong, anything goes wrong. So the power goes out. The, I mean, obviously, if the power goes out and the stores never open up, well, yeah, then that's trouble. another story. You know, obviously, things get crazy right away. But people typically have about three days worth of food, like, planned. When you go right. to the store, you buy a loaf of bread, a gallon of milk, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. These things should last you three days. Right. I mean, you might be at the point where, oh, I needed to get milk, and mm-hmm. now I'm out today, and today's the day that the world ends. Right. Well, yeah, you'll be out of milk sooner and whatever. But for the most part, people have three days' worth of food. But you'd be surprised. Um, people buy potatoes, onions, things to last a week or less. They mm-hmm. don't buy because you want things fresh. You want right. them nice. Mm-hmm. And even if you stockpile in your freezer, if the power goes out or the grid goes down, 
that could be a problem pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, not everybody has backup generators. Not everybody's a prepper. Um, you know, you buy, I mean, most people buy the cereal they're going to eat that week. That week, right. You know, oh, I, I need another box of cereal for this week. Oh, I need yogurt for the week. Mm. I need, you know, the milk, the bread, the eggs. All those things are very short-lived. Not a lot of people live the way like I do. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't, you know, it's hard yeah. to even see the reality, but I know, well, one, I have chickens, so there's going to be eggs there, mm-hmm. assuming it's not freezing. Right. But if I turn on a light out there, I bet within a week I can mm-hmm. get some eggs. Um, but even so, I can go downstairs and start cracking things open. I'm going to be good. Even in my regular pantry, I have enough that, you know, it, it's going to last. I mean, I, I probably have... Upstairs in my kitchen without going to my food storage, and I'm not even talking long-term food storage, just mm-hmm. my like secondary storage right. area. Um, just out of my kitchen, I bet you I could feed my family for probably a full week. Mm-hmm. Then, assuming I go downstairs to my supplies without bags of rice, without bean, you know, big bags of beans, without the long-term food storage. I still probably would buy another week and a half, two weeks. So mm-hmm. I'm probably good three weeks just off, you know, regular day-to-day consumption kind of foods. Right. Because I'm kind of weird like that. Mm-hmm. Then I have additional stores that are, you know, even more advanced. But a lot of people, nine meals, all of a sudden their babies are hungry and crying. Right. Mom, we don't have cereal. We don't have anything. Mm-hmm. And that that's where it's coming from is that's when people really get panicked and they start thinking, yeah, when their hey, kid's hungry and there's nothing something. to eat. You know, if, if you're reassured, if the power's on and the radio's working and the government's like, don't worry, the food's coming, two days. And you actually, they're able to convince the people mm-hmm. and the people believe that is the truth, that's going to kind of calm all the fears and things will slow down a little bit. But if they don't have that reassurance, Mm -hmm. if they don't know that food is on its way and going to be okay, people get real scared real quick. That's right. And kind of have some examples of it, but uh, I don't know. Where do you want to take this? Well, I was uh, thinking about some of the things that would cause cause a basic, uh, basic emergency and how quickly it's kind of amazing how quickly things can wind down go downhill it falls apart pretty quick yeah if your if your power comes from a nuclear or a coal plant okay you got 24 hours before things shut down you know if, if uh bob doesn't show up to work that day bob's out bob's out 24 hours and these they're they're offline they're either out of fuel or they've got safe, safety measures that are going to trip them off all right if, if you can't get back and forth to work if nobody's going in to work that day 24 hours. That's how long your your electricity That's lasts. nuclear and coal, you said? No, nuclear and coal. Okay. Now, there's also, uh, say, about, about once every four days, part of the nation's power grid, a system whose failure could leave millions in the dark, is struck by a cyber or physical attack. Every, every four, four days. days that's happening. 77% increase. That was USA Today that said that. Tripwire has a has a quote here saying seventy seven percent increase this year wow. in successful cyber attacks on the power system. That is unbelievable. Successful. 
powered <laughs> that, that a, a cyber attack. Unbelievable. So, I mean, the the shit's just not. It's not. It's not like we have this, uh, you know, reliable infrastructure that no. can never be cracked. And no. there are people trying to crack it. It's not just wear and tear. This is people trying to get it. Apparently, get to it and they're, shut it they're down. trying every day, mm-hmm. and they're successful every fourth day. Every fourth day, they're sex- successful. That, that's pretty impressive. So, I mean, these are these are things that are, uh, you know, the power goes down, and if it's not back it back with it a day, a lot of people are out. All their refrigerator food is gone. Mm-hmm. All the grocery store they might have twenty four hour generator backup, maybe. Their stuff's all gone. You know, fuel trucks. What's, I mean, what's the situation with that? Let's uh, talk about gas real quick. Let's talk about gas. The average gas gas station has about 12,000 gallons of fuel. No idea what 12,000 gallons looks like, well, but okay. Well, like, it looks like four to six six days per full tank. Once they get filled up, you got four six day to six days of regular use. Okay, that means no, no one's running to that. Yeah, nobody's okay. running that. But if the power goes out, those pumps don't work. You know, if that's going to be a problem. The power's out. This was uh, uh, Irene, Hurricane Irene. I think it was um, 2013, maybe 2015. Um, I was uh, passing people on the street, pulled over on the side of the road. And I'd stop, and they'd say, "I've got twelve miles left in my tank," because I've gone past three gas stations that aren't selling gas. Do you know anybody that's open? I did know somebody that was open. It was more than twelve miles away, though. I have no idea how long some of these people were stuck there. Yeah, and that's—I mean—we're probably what two hours from New York City. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're two hours from New York City, and when Irene hit. Because of the gas shortages, by the time, by the end, I would say, well, I guess I work about an hour and a half from New York City. Mm-hmm. By the third and fourth day, they were starting to, you know, we were seeing people having runs on our gas stations coming from an hour and a half away. Right. And to where there were lines around the corner Mm-hmm. And people were starting to charge five to ten dollars a gallon, mm-hmm. and, and people were paying for it. People were paying it and happy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it turns pretty quick, and you know, I mean, that was the thing. That's when you can go down and sell your gas generator for four thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, everyone's like, "Oh, you're a jerk. Why would you go rip people off like that?" Mm-hmm. Hey. I'm a prepper. Well, people people sad. talk about price gouging like it's this evil thing. But the truth is, if if you've got a finite amount of gasoline and you're selling it and you've got 5,000 cars waiting to get that, that last little bit, Correct. people aren't going to fill up their entire tank. They're going to take what they need when they got to pay $6 exactly. a gallon. Exactly. That's the difference. That's the thing. When you have the 24-pack of bottled water mm-hmm. and you're charging $20 for it, well, that means that everybody doesn't come and buy – Every one you have. Right. That means they buy what they need. And I, I don't know. We could debate about this all day. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when the guy's charging nine times 40, out of 10. When the guy's charging the $48 for the thing of water mm-hmm. and you know that he can get more and it's like that, then you're just a dick. Right. You know, then you are screwing your neighbors and the people who, you know, they're going to remember that. Yeah. But oh, there's a know, finite Johnny supply. The when there's a finite but, supply, 
when you're causing, you know, people to think a little more clearly, mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's wrong. That's a debate for another day. But I think we may have had that debate a while back. But <laughs> we might have. We might. It was probably 90 episodes ago. So uh, who knows? Yeah. Now a lot of people think about you know, uh, think about these these power outages like they're okay. you know like they're whatever. I the power goes out all the time. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, and usually they get it right back up. But when it's a massive power outage failure, it doesn't happen, you know, it's not two hours. It's not three hours. No. And a lot of places run dry on fuel in in a day or two. Right. You know, gas. So, um, the, the minimum in the United States is 24-hour fuel supply for a generator uh, for the hospitals. That's a hospital. That's 24 hours. Now, in Florida, that was a day? Mm-hmm. At that old folks' home, yeah, where, and they were all dying. And they were all dying. It's the end. Mm-hmm. If you don't have I, proper I feel like ventilation, those on purpose, yeah, though. that's how it played out. That's what well, I think. When you when you talk about this, like, all right, so we've actually mentioned this one before, but it, it's a pretty big one, and it's one that you and I were both uh, directly involved in. So that 2003 Northeast power outage, right? Why or they called it the Northeast blackout. Mm-hmm. That was actually from Chicago, right? So northeast, well, really, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty far west, pretty far west too. Um, so from Chicago all the way New York, New Jersey, and everywhere in between. I don't really know geography. There, mm-hmm. There's other states there, by Ohio <laughs> or I, I don't know Michigan. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. So anyway, so immediately all the sewer pumps in New York City shut off. And New York City dumps 490 million gallons of sewer into the Hudson River. Now you're like, oh, poo in the river. That's always happening. But now let me tell you about that's the same water they get their drinking water from. Mm-hmm. And that's when things start and to get hairy. a lot of people hairy. around here actually get their water from the Hudson River. Right. And- but. It yeah, flows away we're, from we're here. For, further north, but when you test the water here in the Hudson River, I think they said nine out of a hundred uh, come back with raw sewage. Oh well, samples in the in the water. I I went swimming in there when I was a kid. I had that water in my mouth. <laughs> they went from somebody's butt into my mouth. Why did my parents let me swim in that water? Um, they. <laughs> It's just wrong. They were talking about in Cleveland, immediately all their water pumps stopped working. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're familiar with water treatment plants and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You work in these places. So let, let's assume kind of the best case scenarios, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I know that, that one of the plants you work at has its own reservoir. Mm-hmm. Right up on a mountain, and uh, so this is kind of an ideal situation. The reservoir is up on a mountain. Right. The people are two, down below. Two tank storage tanks. All right, two big up storage on a hill, tanks. A reservoir. You're you're up on the hill. So when the power goes out completely, and you stop showing up to work, yeah, it's it's what got Less than two days. Two days. Less than two days supply. Of water. Right, and that's a good scenario. Mm-hmm. And then right that some some places that I go to. If the power goes out, you don't have water. The pumps aren't aren't pressurizing no. the tanks, and there's no water going and through your that's pipes. That's what I say, and that's what happened in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. No, 
None. Yeah, just Done. none. Immediately. Right? So two days water from the town, it's possible it's going away. Right. <clears throat> and actually there's a pretty good chance. Right. There's a lot of places with water towers, mm-hmm. different things like that. If something's not pumping it back up there. Yeah. That's it. It's it. You know? Um, all right. What happens with sewer? Sewer sewer just immediately will start running. Just start into the, into kind of overflows yeah. right out. I mean it it any comes anybody in, goes that anywhere out. any place that flushes a toilet, it goes to either your own septic tank. Right, which Right. Better. Or a municipal sewer. Right. And municipal sewer always runs out into a creek, the creek, the river, whatever. Right. Right. A man made creek. And And hypothetically, all that water should be just as clean as rainwater. Right. Hypothetically. I wouldn't drink it. But within two days, it's just raw sewage. You're not chlorinating. There's toilet paper rolling out there. It's just. So it kind of overflows. Is that what mm-hmm. happens? Yeah, immediately. Like, immediately. It's yeah. just skimming off the yeah. top. Less th- Maybe less a chunk will settle out on the way through. <laughs> Got a few floaters. <laughs> you know, and that's but, it. All right. So we have sewage dumping into the creeks, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of the creeks. Right. And you think, oh, you know, my water stopped running, but there's a river right next to my house. Right. I'll just, I'll just go I'll scoop go some water river. out of that, you know, and- where maybe, is your local poop plant? Yeah, go? maybe you should figure out where that water is coming from. Because a lot of people don't think about that. And you're always like, oh, the river right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not not when the power's out. Yep. Um, It might be if you're... If like, you're up in the mountains. If you're 100 feet from the top of the mountain, Uh huh. and there's a big snow cap right on there right now, right. melting down, you might be all right. You have a spring that's popping it up, mm-hmm. might be all right. Yeah, I've got yeah, a spring well, in my backyard, and it pops up, and it's all rainbow colored on top. So I don't, yeah. I don't even trust you know. You that or it's right that. over your septic tank or your leach field. That's not the spring we're talking about. Nope, that's not the that's one not you want. That you want to drink out of. All right, so that's that's another scenario. So the the water goes out, or sorry, the power goes out. The gas stops. Mm-hmm. Our power plant shuts down. A nuclear emergency. Now, I'd assume they have some kind of backup power scenario with a nuclear power plant going. I don't know. New York nuclear power well, kind of does of, a lot of New York City. A lot of the problems with that sort of stuff is that they they're all balanced on the same grid. Right. So one goes down and it trips out the next one and it trips out the and next that's one. And supposedly then what down. happened in two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Was that there was one catastrophic failure and then the rest all collapsed off it. Right. Now, 2003, they kind of implied like it was a natural occurrence. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of talk that it maybe wasn't a natural occurrence. Right. That possibly Chinese hackers or something like that may have interfered. Mm-hmm. Um, with you telling me every four days is a possibility, then I kind of think, you know, maybe that's the... Maybe that's more right. likely. Right. And a lot of these times we talk about these things like, uh, you know, and you think, well, you know, my, my gas station or my, my grocery store is shut down. They, they're they out of food. Okay. You know, but I know other places. Oh, yeah? You can go to 7-Eleven. You can go to 7-Eleven. You can go, go to, uh, you know, a lot of places. Even going into Lowe's and things like that, you can find something that they have for sale. Yeah, those candy bars up at the front. Yeah, see I what buy I'm those. talking about? Yeah, see? You know, Traders, J- Trader Joe's, you think about that sort of stuff, the dollar store, these places. But as one goes, when one's empty, everybody's going to move on to the next place. Let me let me tell you about that. Now, this is another way 
that things happen. So you told me about fuel shortage. Mm-hmm. We talked about the power going out. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. Inflation. Now, this isn't going to be three days. This is more like a one to three month kind of scenario. Right. But now work with me here. So they have this just-in-time delivery coming to our grocery stores, right? So they're getting a delivery every three days. Mm-hmm. Now, they usually have two weeks that they order the stuff before it arrives. Right. All right? There's like a little lag time, you know, maybe computers. I don't know. You could tell me, oh, no, we order it, and then it comes in three days, and it, it's three days from when I order it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But they usually have like a 30-day billing cycle. Right. All right. And that that's just how business is done in America. Right. So 30 day billing cycle. So all of a sudden the dollar drops in value. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we have inflation and everything is twice as much as it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. But grocery stores already got that stuff. They already paid for it. It's 30 days out. We're good. Mm-hmm. No problem. They're going to send in the check based on you buying stuff. Now, here's where it gets hairy. One, you're probably going to have the run on the stores because mm-hmm. everybody knows, hey, I should buy it today. Well, it's still $4 right? because tomorrow it might be $8. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather have stuff than dollars that aren't worth anything. Well, here's where it gets tricky, though. So you buy all the items in the store. The store is like, all right, I need to buy more replacement items. Well, now the replacement items are a lot more expensive. Here's where it gets hairy. So they have less money from all the customers buying, so they're going to buy less product. Mm -hmm. Then they have less product to sell. They sell that, and then the next month, stuff's even more expensive. And they have less revenue from the last supply. Mm -hmm. And they have more dollars, but less revenue relationship to how much it is. And you see how in a very short period of time, it can escalate. Into where they get, and so then that grocery store closes down. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, well, wait a minute. <clears throat> we have a government who looks out for us. Now, you guys probably don't know this, but I've actually watched a little bit of the news and listened mm-hmm. to talk radio, things like that. And sometimes, now this is rare, the government actually acts in their own self-interest. That's crazy. I know, I know. It sounds wild. Instead of acting like they're trying to protect the people. So here's what happens. You get cities like, it's always like Chicago. It's, you know, all these like hardcore socialist cities. Mm -hmm. Um, Like New Orleans used to be. It got a little better and now it's getting kind of hairy again. But really like socialist heavy cities, right? People start panicking and rioting and, and getting all crazy. Oh, you know, this isn't right. I need my food. I have food stamps and they're not giving me my food. Oh, it's so unfair. So the government's going to say, whoa, you know, we need to take care of those people because there is a lot of voters there. Right. So we're going to say, all right, all you food suppliers, government mandate, you need to bring and resupply these grocery stores in these inner city places. Mm -hmm. Well, so they say, no problem. They go and do it. And their trucks are getting robbed and they're getting mugged and people are just looting and crazy. And the stores still end up not paying because whatever they they're can't. getting burned down or mm-hmm. whatever. And then the food suppliers say, hey, whoa, we're out. We're done. We're yeah. not doing nothing for nobody. I'm not working for free. And now they're not going to be able to help the rural people or the crazy city people. Mm-hmm. And it just escalates. 
and it builds into more and more. So it just kind of gets crazier and crazier. And that's how things break down so fast. It just all builds on itself. Right, right. Right now in Iran, you've we've all seen the riots the going on on TV. In Iran. Oh, well, oh, all right, right. They've okay. got uh, 21 people dead. 3,700 protesters are in prison now. That's a lot of protesters. 12% inflation. 12% inflation caused the entire country to go into chaos. That's That may seem like a lot, but to shut down an entire nation and basically just start putting everybody on, on the street in prison, it didn't take did long. take Venezuela to break down? Not I long. Mean, complete disaster. I mean, they're still starving to death down there. Forget about toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> toilet paper wasn't even an issue. Nobody was like, damn, I wish I had toilet paper. They were like that like two years ago. Right. Now they're like, damn, I wish I had now it's a dog's to, leg to yeah, eat. Yeah, exactly. Now it's hard to find a dog in the in the cities there. <sighs> oh, I wish we had more rats because mm-hmm. then I wouldn't be so hungry. Um. So, I mean, over the years throughout history, we have China, you know, with their, their starving population. Um, you know, the whole, uh, Ukraine thing and Russia Mm -hmm. and, and all that, you know, everybody looks like, uh, they, you think of the videos from, uh, Nazi Germany, you know, where they're all ribs poking out and whatever people get like that. They're desperate. Yeah. And it doesn't take long before, before people like that or the parents of those kids start getting very I gotta take care of my baby. Right. And then when you're like, wait a minute, I don't have to take care of my baby. I need to eat my baby. Well, that's that's when you know you're over the line. <laughs> that's going too far. Yeah. No, there's definitely a few stories of that, though. But that's the thing. So there's stories, North Korea, China, um, you know, Ukraine, where, you know, people would resort to cannibalism. So tell me this. If mothers would resort to eating their own babies, what would you do when your babies are that hungry and you're just like, well, you know what? I have guns. I'm going to go take from my neighbor. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I don't want it to come to that. I, I You need to take care of yourself. Right. But now, here's the, well, did you have any more scenarios for good? Uh, one one that is not super urgent, but I, I came across it and started okay. reading about it and thought it pretty interesting, is a trash pickup. When the trash man stops coming along, man, there's been a, quite a few scenarios with uh, with garbage uh, pickup um, uh, strikes. Where that stuff stacks up quick, and you need to have a trash, you know, when when people are stop stop coming around making deliveries, when the fuel's short and the trash man's not coming to pick up this week, you need to start thinking about what you're going to do with your trash. I I seem to remember sometimes I, I want to say early '80s with some uh, garbage strikes in New York City, yeah, things like that stacked up twenty feet high up in the city. It's it gets ugly quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden disease and all this other stuff, cause right. it just gets gross. Rats. There's rats everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, this stuff just, you know, escalates and gets, you know, totally out of control. So these are the things that, you know, why you need to think ahead. Now, another thing I wanted to talk to you guys about is maybe not right now, but you need to start developing a plan and maybe a way, but guess what? When things go bad, and you're the smart prepper who ordered a year's supply of food or five years supply of food or whatever, 
you need to have a way to hide that food. Um, and I'm not talking about just from your neighbors because mm-hmm. you might be like, well, you know, I have an AR-15 yeah, or I have two AR-15s or I have six AR-15s. Guess what? When the government comes knocking on your door. Yeah. However many you have, you they six, got more. They have more. Um, that's something to be aware of. And FEMA will come. It's legal now mm-hmm. for them to come knock on your door and say, oh, we're taking anything over three days worth of food. Mm-hmm. And. I'm sure that I think that's what the law is now. They can take anything beyond three days worth of food, but it doesn't matter. What what does a law mean? Yeah. You know, this is America right there. They've already violated, uh-huh. you know, the Bill of Rights here because I, I feel like that's invading my uh, my quarters Your, there. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. But whatever. Um, they'll come in, they'll take it mm-hmm. and they'll search your house. Right. And they'll do it. Government do it soldiers, as... American soldiers have already trained, not all of them. I'm not saying this is what they do, but mm-hmm. I'm saying the government has had training where, hey, let's go in and search American houses, look for guns, look for food stashes, look for stuff. And this is something you need to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a way to, to hide and secure this kind of food? Now, like I said, you probably, I think... I think you're going to see something like that coming. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean you're going to see it coming six months out. I mean, you're going to see it coming three days out. Mm-hmm. And you might be able to utilize your time and, and work that out. But you should have a plan. Yeah. At least an, at least an idea of what, what you're going to you do. Know, you need to, and better yet, if you can do it. You mm-hmm. know, if you can stockpile it and hide it out, mm-hmm. that's something, uh, you know, and I mean, something you really need to be aware of. Um Joplin, Missouri, when that tornado hit, same thing. These people were all like totally caught off guard and going for gas, going for food. Puerto Rico still hasn't recovered completely Mm -hmm. or even halfway at this point. Um, The latest article I read was from uh, December 30th. So it was about 10 days ago from right now. But they're still not even close to back to where they were. Mm -hmm. Um. There's huge areas that still haven't been restored. That's a long time. That's over three months, right? Right. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, Three months without normal food, electricity, and clean water. Is that something you want for your family? And Is that something you're prepared for for your family? (laughs) Well, I mean, these people didn't have a choice. Right. So what I'm saying is you need to start, you know, thinking ahead. And it really... It seems very unlikely that there isn't going to be some issue in America, especially, you know, the more the world goes. And I say America. It could happen anywhere. any place. I guess. Yeah, it could, I mean, it could somehow, happen anywhere. You know, somehow in our minds we build up this America's the land of milk and honey kind of thing. We mm-hmm. think, oh, well, it could happen other places, but in America it never could. Yeah. So when I say it could happen in America – I already thought it was a given. It was going to happen everywhere else, you know. Uh-huh. But that—that's where I'm coming from. Um, you guys need to be aware that these are possibilities, and just realize how fast the dominoes can fall, how quickly things can break down, mm-hmm. and it can really uh, get rough out there. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's—it's it's really important that you know we all be conscientious of that. You know that three day three-day limit that three days is when things start tipping that three days is 
is when, <laughs> you know, is when shit gets dangerous and people start doing stupid things. Now, I was reading uh, one of the prepper books, and I'm doing prepper books all the time. I don't know, mm-hmm. but guy guy talks about and they and they mention this nine meals to anarchy, and it's what got me kind of thinking about it and and putting this stuff together. But the guy's like, oh. It just seems so ridiculous to me. The guy has like $70,000 in preps. And I'm the guy who doesn't like to look at the numbers because it might just <laughs> upset me if I realize how much money uh-huh. I've spent on, you know, my bug out bag or my guns or my survival food or whatever. So I don't really know numbers, but I'm like, oh, that guy's an idiot. 70 grand. What the hell? You know, uh-huh. I don't know. I probably spent that much. Who knows? Yeah, I, yeah, I have no idea. Probably spent double that. I, I, I try not to think about it. I block the bad. Right. So. But. Bad scenarios happen and just more and more just keeps happening and he keeps waiting and waiting. Oh, well, you know, we'll go tomorrow. Oh, we'll leave tomorrow. And I'm like, you went to all the trouble to buy $70,000 worth of food. You have it in a trailer. You bought a bug out location. You can't wait. Mm -hmm. As soon as you see things starting to fall apart, you need to be ready to act. You need to get where you're going to go. Because you do not want to travel mm-hmm. after you know things start to go bad, right? And I'm telling you, every day you wait, it's going to get rougher and rougher. And you know, nine meals is three days, but it's not. You're not even going to have three days before things get really hairy. That's before they're knocking on your door, trying to. I'm, but you don't want to be out in town at day two. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be at the grocery store when there's nothing there and. People are starting to look. You need to travel and get where you're going now because people will knife you for gas. Mm-hmm. You know, people will just come up and shoot you in your car mm-hmm. to stick a knife in your gas tank and, uh, you know, let the gas train in their bucket so they can put it in their car and get their family to where they need to go. Mm-hmm. It turns that fast. You need to have a plan and you need to execute it as soon as things look bad. And you know what? Oh, you know, I don't want to miss work tomorrow if I'm wrong and things don't go, you know, the way I see it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? It's better to miss a day of work and be alive. You know, all your preps don't mean anything if you can't get to where you're going mm-hmm. or, you know, where your supplies are or take your supplies with you to the right location. Mm-hmm. If you live in the city and you're like, oh, I just have to get out, <clears throat> you need to do it Yeah, at the first sign. You really have to pay attention. And be aware. Yeah. But that's what I got. All right. That sounds good. Now, do you have any, uh, any uh, like, upkeep, some kind of notes, any uh, people we need to mention or anything uh, going on in the world? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was looking at this. I was uh, getting into the um, the uh, the Iran riots over there. Yes. And um, found something amazing. Tell me. The rich kids of Tyra- uh, Tehran. Tell me about the rich kids. You need to go on their Instagram. They have their own Instagram. And yes, and uh, they've got a Twitter. I always think that only Americans have Instagram. Oh no, no, this is great. People. So there, all these people are starving to death. <clears throat> no okay. food. There's no food. There's no work. Something like forty percent unemployment right now for for the you know people under twenty five. Nothing. Nothing's going on. But these guys still posting pictures, selfies in front of sports cars. Great yeah. stuff, great stuff. And uh, here's one of the one of the recent um, one of the re- recent Instagrams. 
Uh, if you're politically frustrated, exit the area <laughs> like a fart. <laughs> Fantastic. This is a, a true, these are true wordsmiths. So, uh, yeah, you know, just so you know, no matter what happens, no matter how shitty things get. The rich get, kids of Tehran. There will still be rich people out there laughing their asses off. Until uh, you find their house. Yeah, well, it's, it's, I don't think it's going to end well for them if they, no. if they get caught out in town with their, uh, you know, their Ferrari you breaking take down. take the Ferrari? So, uh, all right. Now, I will say, we do appreciate you guys on Patreon. Yep. We've got, um, we've got, uh, uh, Facebook or, uh, email. Okay. Uh, from Adam Glazer. Okay. What does uh, Adam got to say? Adam's emailed, uh, a PDF of his, his preps, All right. his, uh, checklist. All right. Telling you, I'm I'm bugging out to his house now. Yeah, he's the guy. Yeah, he's the one. It's pretty good, man. Pretty impressive. I gotta say, having a nice inventory, a stockpile. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really key to rotate your stuff, kind of check, make sure it's dry. And I know, you know, I got the fifty rolls of toilet paper up in the attic, but the damn birds keep getting in the attic. They make nests. Ugh. And so far, the toilet paper is safe. Okay. But once a month, I got to go up there and be like, hey, is the mm-hmm. poo paper all right? Are we yeah, good? Yeah, you got to check it. Because I don't want to go when I need my yeah. supplies. I mean, it's really a big deal is is the supplies that you do have is maintaining them. You know, really magic does. marker on the top of them, write the dates big and big and clear, and, and just rotate your out stock out. Yep. Again. You know, it, it just, even things like toilet paper that, oh, that lasts forever. Mm-hmm. It does. But you know what? If I'm going to crack one downstairs for everybody, what's the difference if I put a fresh one up there and just check it out? Yeah. You know, rotate things through a little bit as you use them. And again, you should be prepping and stockpiling things that you're using. Right. Now, I'm okay with the long-term freeze-dried 25 years, but you should have a lot of the regular day-to-day. You know, those bags of rice or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just bring the stuff over to Kevin when I feel like it's expired or whatever. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it's not good for my family. I got an iron stomach, man. Kevin will burn through it. So, you know, just just find your own Kevin is Mm -hmm. what I would say. Find the poor family in the church. Be like, There you go. Yep. Yep. You know that three-year-old coffee? Yeah, it's not really good for my family, but for your family. Your family. It's looking pretty for good. For Kevin's family. I'll Kevin's take family. all of your three-year-old coffee. There you go. So, you know, I'll we got sift it. through it, make sure there aren't any worms or anything no in there, worms, and I'm good. No bugs, and good. I mean, I'm not saying there are no worms. I'm saying you look, yeah, and no well, worms, just, and then, yeah. Yeah, you filter through. You check, them, check, each, so, check each thing. There you all go. right, but with that, worms I think we're good. Um, so you guys know uh, you can email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. That's right. Uh, we love your support on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Put a link in the show notes there. And uh, Now we've uh, we've got a little bit of an increase in listeners lately, huh? We, we have had a little bump. I'm hoping it's because we got on Spotify. Or, or, you know, maybe I'm even happier if uh, you guys are just telling your friends about it, you know? Um, but we love when you... Uh, Leave us a review on the iTunes. Um, update your friends. Be like, hey, you know, check out this great podcast. It's a great way to introduce your friends into prepping. And that way, because uh, guess what? If they're prepared, they're not coming over to mooch off your stuff. That's right. The more people who are prepared, the better off everything's going to be. And then you'll have somebody to trade your guns with. Because my experience is I buy a cool gun. And then I'm like, ah, oh, that one I bought last year is just crap. <laughs> it's so I just want to dump it on somebody 
And then, so you build that prepper network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your own little gun trader thing happening. All yep, right. Yep. So with that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.